Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. NFL Network Insider. You can watch him on the Insiders Monday through Friday, 12 noon Eastern time on NFL Plus and 1 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. Tom Pelissero, good enough to wake up early with us this morning. Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm great, Maggie, Andrew. How are you guys doing? Well, we're doing fantastic. Uh, We got a lot to get to around the league, and we need your insight. Let's start here with the Vikings, because I think that's been on the tip of everyone's tongue. With Justin Jefferson going on the IR, a lot of speculation about Kirk Cousins' future. What can you tell us? Do you think he'll get moved before the deadline? Well, I would start by saying this. You know, Kirk Cousins is still on a record-breaking type of a pace in an offense that he loves. Uh, you know, he has kids in school, he's put down roots in Minnesota, and he's looking at free agency in March. He has no trade clause, and that doesn't really profile like a guy who would be inclined to waive his no trade clause. Now, nothing's impossible. We've seen a lot of different things happen within the NFL, but you need somebody who would be willing to give up premium assets in terms of draft picks to get Kirk Cousins that would need to be able to pay his salary and they would have a situation that makes Cousins believe that going someplace else for the final, however many games it might be, 10, 11 games, is better than simply staying here, throwing for close to 6,000 yards, and then getting another big bag of money come March. Um, so it's a complicated deal to do. It's not as simple as should the Vikings trade him. And I would also say, if you look at the Vikings statistically, they're one of the top offenses in the league but for the fact that they turn it over more than anybody in the league. The fumbles are at a historic rate so far this season, especially the lost fumbles. And so if that just is able to sort of smooth out here, there's no reason the Vikings shouldn't still be a factor. Of course, that's also without mentioning again that Justin Jefferson's out for at least the next four games with a hamstring injury, so the task just got that much tougher to get back in this thing. Tom, it feels like there's already a lot of heat around the trade deadline after week eight. But is it is it an exception for a quarterback to be involved in trade deadline talk? I'm trying to think. I know Jimmy G got traded, but it's not usual for quarterbacks to move midseason. Because don't they have to learn a lot at that position to to make it work midseason? Yeah, I think that's a great point, Andrew. Because you know, quarterback and receiver are probably the two hardest positions for guys to step in, and we've seen a lot of receivers actually dealt at the deadline through the years. But the you know the immediate impact of them has been limited in a lot of cases with quarterbacks you're talking about a really uh short list and that's in part because you know unlike other positions you can have five six receivers on your roster you trade for another one he fits in the mix of quarterback you're talking about a massive sea change and so usually yes it you know requires some type of an injury 
You know, the Vikings had it years ago when Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, and that was right before week one, but they went out and traded a first-round pick and more for Sam Bradford. It does happen, just not a lot at the deadline because of all the reasons you mentioned, and then on top of that, the fact that you've got to pay the guy, you've got to give up the assets to go and get him. It's, it's a complicated, complicated calculation. We also could be sitting here one week from now, and somebody got hurt on Sunday, and some team gets desperate and says, you know, we're going to try to make it worth everyone's while to go get one of these guys. You know, it's not quite as hot right now, but what about the Jets-Kirk Cousins talk? Any chance there? Well, you have Aaron Rodgers, who intends to come back this year. They already are short on draft picks because of the Rodgers trade, and they owe Rodgers a bunch of money. So, you know, again, anything's possible, but they also run a, a vastly different type of an offense. So Kirk Cousins then would have to want to go – and either you know bring his family with, pull his kids out of school, or have them stay behind and go there for two months with all the pressure of New York. When again he's got free agency looming in March, uh, none of this is impossible. I just think it from a logical perspective, it's a tough sell for him to go any place. And also, I think it bears mentioning, you know, Zach Wilson's played better. It's not it's not great. It's not all pro caliber quarterbacking, but he has gotten better. There was one play. Uh, not this past week, but the week before, where he made a check at the line of scrimmage and uh, hit an explosive play. And that entire offense is built around Aaron Rodgers having everything at his disposal, being to make, able to make all these checks, get you in and out of different plays, change the protections. You can't just all of a sudden take that and put everything on Zach Wilson's shoulders. So they're kind of giving him a little bit more every week. They are seeing improvements. He's really, really talented. It's just the, the consistency that he's got to get better with. Tom Pelissero is joining us, of course, NFL Network Insider. You can see Tom on the Insiders Monday through Friday, 12 noon Eastern on NFL Plus, and then 1 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. We're big fans of that show, Tom. Um, you got Denver and the Chiefs tonight. We'll put Taylor Swift to the back burner just for a moment. I know, how dare we? <laughs> but let's uh, let's talk about the Broncos side of this. Perloff and I don't agree on, on one point, which is you know, the Broncos look pretty bad. I, I don't know if they've hit rock bottom yet, but it's not great. And how much responsibility does Sean Payton bear for the fact that at times the defense looks uninterested in executing their assignments and tackling? That's the biggest thing here is last year, you know, as much as the Broncos struggled to win football games, though also they did have two wins at this point. They started out two and one. I think everybody forgets that. Uh, but the, the defense was really good. And they had Adriel Evero, who had uh, learned under Vic Fangio as the defensive coordinator. Uh, so he was promoted. They, they stayed on track. They were one of the best units in the league. Now you're running a totally different scheme under Vance Joseph, who's been in this game a long time. He's very aggressive. He wants to blitz. And it just looks like you're having these breakdowns week after week, whether it's in the run game, whether it's, you know, in that Bears game in the first half when they were just turning guys loose. Obviously, the Miami game was a complete disaster. You know, the parts just aren't fitting right now. And anytime you have a new coach coming in, especially one like Sean Payton, who has a very clear vision for what he wants it to look like, there's going to be some growing pains and turnings to getting that personnel right. I, I think, though, the, the biggest disappointment for the Broncos has to just be how bad the defense is because offensively, Russell Wilson is serviceable at this point. You know, set aside the trade. Set aside how much money he's making. He's not one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league. He's somewhere around the middle of the pack right now. Uh, makes a you know bad error at the end of the game last week with the fumble, and he heard about it from Sean Payton on the sidelines here. But, like, you can get by with this version of Russell Wilson. You probably want to keep adding playmakers, and you'd like to get healthy in terms of uh, your running backs and the tight end's been hurt, and they get do get Javante Williams back tonight. But – yeah, I mean, I think that 
Sean Payton certainly was having higher expectations for himself and hoping that they were going to start faster here. I do think that they're going to be active before the trade deadline. We'll see exactly what that ultimately entails. But, you know, yeah, there was going to be a process here to get things looking the way that Sean wanted them to. And the defense not doing anything so far this season has really made it difficult to assess exactly what they're building there in Denver. Tom, I want to ask about another difficult quarterback situation. Uh, Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, he was medically cleared to play last week and did not play, and it looks like he might not play this week. Do you know anything about this shoulder injury? Is this a pain tolerance issue? Is Deshaun Watson concerned that he's going to further injure it? I mean, if you're a Browns fan watching this situation, what are you supposed to take out of it? It is a little bit of an unusual situation, Andrew, because everyone, including Deshaun Watson, believed going all the way up until the Sunday of week four that he was going to start. He came out for a throwing session. He couldn't throw the ball more than about 10 yards, and they decided collectively, okay, we can't put him out there like this. How in the world are we going to function as an offense? It was it was reported as a shoulder bruise, which if I'm thinking shoulder bruise, just in like in my own life, I'm thinking I walked into a door, right? You're thinking like you ran into something, <laughs> Be careful, whatever, Tom. and you got like a bruise on your shoulder. What I reported a couple of days ago is this is a rotator cuff contusion, which is a different injury. It's an internal injury in like the the ball and ball and socket part you know the joint of the shoulder and so that can cause weakness you know lack of strength it can cause some pain and that's what he's been working through so he took the bye he was resting he was rehabbing on his own came back didn't practice monday did not practice yesterday at this point things seem to be potentially tracking toward pj walker uh who's you know been around he started some games for carolina uh, was in camp with chicago then ended up in cleveland he potentially could be the starter this week against the 49ers we'll see we still got a few days leading up to kickoff here but not ideal at a time that you started to see Deshaun Watson look a little bit more like Deshaun Watson anybody besides that guy you have to run a different style of offense and you know if he does not play this week I think the offense one way or another is going to look a lot different for Cleveland Tom Pelissero joining us NFL Network Insider you can watch the insiders Monday through Friday noon Eastern on NFL plus and then 1 p.m. Eastern NFL Network uh Tom you know listen, we're all on Bill Belichick watch here. This is odd for us, people who have watched him dominate for two decades to see them mediocre and, quite frankly, below mediocre. If they lose to the Raiders, fill in that blank, dot, dot, dot. I mean, Belichick's coming off the two worst losses of his career as a head coach. Well, Meg, we're in uncharted territory here with Bill Belichick, who is arguably the greatest coach of all time and has all the rings going back to his days with the giants and has been untouchable in new England for a long time, because you always think Bill's going to figure it out. And if you go back and you look at it statistically, September is always his worst month. They, the Patriots have never been a fast starting team because you're experimenting, you're figuring out, okay, what do we do? Well, what do we not? Let's put guys in different positions. Let's see what they can do. This feels different in large part because it's the two worst losses of Bill Belichick's head coaching career in back-to-back weeks. And they don't obviously have a Tom Brady caliber quarterback. Matt Jones played pretty well the first few weeks of the season. The last two weeks have been bad, uh, and he's been turning the football over. You wonder just from a personnel standpoint if they've got the guys specifically on offense. I think there was a lot made of, well, you know, last year Matt Patricia was the problem. Bringing in Bill O'Brien, that's going to fix everything. They don't look substantively better than they did a year ago on the offensive side. And so they're trying to get to the bottom of this. I Listen, I'll always say this because we see crazy things happen in the league. You never say never on anything. Mm. I find it hard to believe 
Robert Kraft would fire his Hall of Fame coach, would move on during the season. Regardless of the circumstances, I find it hard to believe he wouldn't let Bill finish out the season. Again, in uncharted territory here, and they're absolutely is rightly focused on exactly what's going on um, in New England. This is a huge game this week for a lot of different reasons. You know, Josh McDaniels stuck around in the second run with New England for quite a while there. And there were, you know, one point, you remember, uh, he was going to take the Colts job. I think that was back in 2018. And then Robert Kraft and company talked him out of it, and he stayed. And people looked at that as, okay, is Josh going to be the successor? And then when it became apparent, Bill was not leaving anytime soon. Josh ended up taking the Raiders job here. You know Josh badly wants to win this game. And you know Bill badly wants to win this game, no matter how much he can keep a the straightest face in all of sports at the podium uh, every time he's asked questions. There, there have to be hard conversations in that building. But with Bill, you know, you look at his comments about we need to start over. We need to start everything over. And everyone was asking me all week, what does that mean? What does that mean? In Bill's mind, that means coach better and play better. That's as linear as he thinks about this thing. In this case, they got to coach a lot better and play a lot better or the season's going to get a lot worse in New England. Tom, we got a break, but quick question. How jealous are you of all the NFL Network people in London? I want that junk. It's so bad. How do you get that? It's a great question. I'm in year seven at NFL Network, never been invited to London. No. I'm, I'm, je- I'm jealous of the – I'm sitting right here. I'm on Good Morning Football today, and I'm looking at them off air right now. They're all wearing those creamsicle Bucks jerseys. Oh. You know, Colleen Wolf's wearing a number one. I had to Google it. It's Rashad White. I thought it was Donald Igwe Bigwe. They're taking me back, man. I miss out on a lot of stuff, but, hey. Sitting in my basement, wearing a shirt and tie, trying to look awake. That's my job here. I Tom, if it. we can help get you to London, we will help. Yeah, letter writing campaign. We can start a hashtag, Tom to London or something like that. It might get confusing about Brady. Whatever. We're going to figure something out for you. I'll live tweet it by boat. How about that? We'll take a nice freighter <laughs> over there. I'm in. I love it. <laughs> Queen Mary. Uh, thank you, Tom. Appreciate it again. Tom Pelissero, NFL Network Insider. Insiders, Monday through Friday, 12 noon Eastern on NFL Plus, 1 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.